Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Business View. Welcome to our markets wrap this morning. The Nasdaq Composite closed higher on Wednesday. That comes as investors fled to tech stocks after a tamer than expected inflation report. The tech-heavy index closed at 12,306.44, adding 1.04%. The S&P 500 went up by 0.45% to close at 4,137.64. And finally, the Dow Jones Industrial Average inched downward by 0.09%, ending the day at 33,531.33. April consumer prices climbed 4.9% from a year ago, lower than the 5% gain anticipated by economists polled by Dow Jones. Meanwhile, month-over-month inflation matched expectations with a 0.4% increase in April. Overall, market gains were contained as cyclical stocks, which are most closely linked to the economy, traded lower. And to unpack all of that, we're joined on the line with Bill Baruch, President of Blue Line Futures. Good morning, Bill. I'm sure it's uh, late in the evening there. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) It was a uh, little bit of a wild ride today, but a great close. We're excited about it. Okay, first off, what are your key takeaways from the April CPI report? Well, the report overall w- was in line with expectations uh, other than the year-over-year headline number. And that came in just a touch below expectations. Uh, they were looking for 5.0% unchanged from the prior month. And this came in at 4.9%. And given what energy did, if you, if you remember, the first day of the month uh, in April was on the heels of OPEC Plus announcing their production cut and, and crude oil surge. So for a lot of that month, we, uh, we had to deal with higher energy prices, uh, rising gasoline costs, and that uh, that actually... Energy rose nearly 60 basis points on the report uh, relative to the prior three months. It was falling on average almost one and a quarter percent. So considering that move in energy uh, as a component of CPI, it really tells you we don't have to tell you anything else, but because that tells you that the rest of the report showed slowing inflation or even some portions of disinflation. I think it was I think it was a good report overall. It was a very volatile session. Uh, I think maybe there was some recessionary fears that, mm-hmm. that trickled into the markets. Uh, you, as you mentioned, the cyclical stocks had uh, had started to roll over a little bit. Tech was fighting a bit higher, um, but it, it, it ended up being a good session. It, it was a nice close. So more wins from the energy sector in the coming months. The Energy Information Administration reported a surprise weekly climb there. Commercial crude inventories rose by 3 million barrels for the week. So what kind of reactions are you seeing from the energy sector? Well, the, uh, the products, the gasoline and the distillates that are reported, both of those fell uh, pretty significantly as a surprise. And that was you know, a component of, of weaker refinery utilization, which means they're pulling the crude oil to create these products and, and they're not they're not doing it as much. The, the utilization was lower, the throughput. The throw um, I think that that was something really to take away here, because when you break down the reports, uh, it, it wasn't a bearish report. The headline number of crude oil, that was a build. But when you break down the report, you can see that the White House released another uh, basically two million barrels of SPR and net imports, which include SPR, uh, reached about seven million 
barrels. So there was more crude in the system to digest. So I, I think that was a, a good, a, after a couple of weeks, over the, the prior couple of weeks, uh, lukewarm reports that didn't show much demand, this mm. was maybe a turning point. And, and it's actually really nice to see uh, on uh, May 8th, there's a seasonal gasoline trade that, that is in the system. And, and it's uh, 15 of the last 17 years, gasoline has been higher between May 8th and July 3rd. So seeing uh, this, this comes seasonally right now, maybe the start of a, a bullish seasonal pattern. Let's get back to the CPI report. If the Fed's poised to take a summer vacation, will the April CPI report spoil those plans? No, no. I, and and that is, that's what uh, we, we heard from the Fed whisperer, uh, Nick Tumbaras. <laughs> uh, he put an article out about uh, 45 minutes before the close. And, and that, that gave the, uh, the jolt, I think, uh, one of the final jolts higher uh, for that strong close. And a lot of the times the Federal Reserve can communicate through him and, and, and the, the markets, the financial community, on social media like Twitter, pay attention to what he says. And, uh, and they react. So that may be a little bit of groundwork. And we've seen the odds of a potential 25 basis point hike in June dissipate to below 10%. Um, the other little bit of component was the Google I.O. conference. They started to unveil uh, part of their search engine that, that incorporates AI. Google, Fit Alphabet, the, the parent company, finished up 4%. We saw a lot of tech names make strong moves. And, and it's no different than what we've seen for a lot of the year. Like you mentioned, the, the softer to inline CPI report helped pave the way for some of the tech companies. And that's no different than what we've seen a lot of the year. The bigger companies, Amazon had a good session, AMD a good session. So it was... Uh, the, the bigger ones making uh, leading the the market higher where uh, there was still a, a lot of weaker companies but smaller ones within the index now treasury yields tumbled after that report is that a sign of further support of a stock market which has been worried about higher rates snuffing out economic growth what's the probability of a further fed rate hike come june yeah it's now below 10 percent and i think what we're seeing i think is about more closer to six percent right now and uh and that is those treasury Yields are coming in a bit, and we had a three-year, it was a, it was a uh, three-year auction that, that did pretty well, uh, and that continued to support the two-year futures. Um, and, and overall, as these yields come in, it continues uh, to support that tech industry. That that is something that I think is uh, potentially breaking out right now with the Nasdaq futures moving out about thirteen thousand four hundred uh, within our uh, wealth portfolios. Uh, we are we are very heavy tech right now. We have been for much of the year, uh, and and I think this was a, a terrific close. And in our futures trading programs, we were buying futures, uh, and, and for this potential breakout, it's a, it's a terrific close. Uh, and I think uh, it'd be nice to see some tailwinds in the final two days. Uh, we still have PPI tomorrow, uh, the producer price index, and it's important to uh, you remember that producer prices are a leading indicator to consumer prices. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the the numbers of PPI have been softening over the past six months. And, and in fact, those were some of the first numbers that were showing disinflation. And that's been leading to the softer CPI. But regardless, um, there's been a divergence between hard data, the, the data that is, is derived from statistics and the soft data, the data that's derived from confidence numbers and surveys and the surveys in the, the, the confidence numbers from the, it's, have shown in soft data uh, deteriorating confidence. They've been negative. Uh, however, the hard data has actually been pretty positive. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are not looking through it through the right microscope where the, 
ISM uh, manufacturing survey or the ISM manufacturing uh, numbers, those have been fairly holding towards uh, 50, above a 50s expansion, below 50s a contraction. And we, they've been contracting slightly since October, but it's been coming off of a, a, of a record expansion mm. uh, over the past couple of years out of the pandemic. So I, I think the, the numbers themselves have been holding very well. And to see the, the economic data be holding very well while inflation is, is dissipating a bit, I think it paves a much prettier picture than the negative one that's out there where a lot of people believe and call for a recession. So I, I'm, I'm not in that recession camp uh, mm-hmm. at the moment. I think we can steer a soft landing. I think credit and lending is going to tighten up. You can't ignore that. But, you know, people have been calling for a recession for a year now. So uh, if you've been sitting in that camp, I mean, you, you've missed a lot of terrific opportunities in this market. Right, Bill, before we let you go to cap things off here, what are some of the other stocks that you're looking out for? Well, like I mentioned, we are very overweight on, on tech. And, and what I'll leave you with, it's, it's really a story of the haves and the have-nots. The companies that last year took the opportunity to write down those earnings expectations when the market was falling apart, uh, and, and then the companies that have not used that opportunity. So, so there's, there's the companies that did not use that opportunity, they're still, poor, um, they're, they're, they're still reporting very poor earnings. Uh, and those are the companies, some of the smaller ones, that are, that are leading uh, lower right now. Uh, but the the bigger companies uh, that are leading higher, they got ahead of things. They got ahead of things with layoffs. Uh, I think Micron is a is a terrific example. They reported very very bad earnings mm-hmm. over the last two quarters. However, Micron has not traded lower on either of those earnings reports because the groundwork was laid by that CEO uh, in the middle of last year, in the second half of last year. So those are the companies that we look to buy as investors and as portfolio managers. Uh, so that, that, that's how I, I'll, I'll leave you with that idea there. All right. Thank you very much, Bill. We've been speaking with Bill Baruch, president of Blue Line Futures. Thank you very much for your insights. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.